welcome to a, another episode of TWS with Zach. And Nicole. That was bitchy. In case you're wondering, Nicole is referring to how I usually start episodes that our viewers don't see, especially those that watch the video um, in order for me to sync this up later. Um, she likes to clap alongside me whenever it's time to clap. So anyway, uh, welcome to TWSS, a podcast about entertainment news, debates, and theories. I'm Zach, she's Nicole. Um, if you are new here, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back and joining us again on this wild podcast series that we've started for the last four years, five years? Four uh, years. Four years. So, uh, in typical TWSS fashion, if you are a returning listener, I have no idea what we're talking about today. I usually don't. Um, and Nicole usually lets us know what we're going to be talking about. So, Nicole, what is on the docket for tonight? So many things. So many things. <laughs> um, no, that deep sigh is just from the Oscar nominations. Um, we, were supposed mm. to, we were supposed to do our reactions last week, but I had a last minute issue personal issue come up so we're talking about is life happens and zach and i are very understanding when that does happen um that's why we're co-hosts um so yeah so kind of just like over like reviewing um what would be the best word it's kind of like a synopsis like we're not going to go through every single category i screenshot a few of them i thought was interesting um and then i have a a I guess it's not a debate. I guess it's just like a, do you think Margot Robbie was snubbed? (laughs) And Greta Gerwig. But you know, I'm just a a woman. What do I know? Um, (laughs) Yeah, that that was to all the, um, that was to the Academy. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little pissed. I've been, um, so anyway, (laughs) It's not. It's not an episode unless I unless I like that. No, I, no. You know, yeah, it, yeah. unless I unless I call people out. But yes, you know, sure. anyways, it's not, it's not an episode unless you call someone out. So I will start off with uh, best supporting actor nominations. No surprise there. Uh, Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. These are kind of expected, in my opinion. Yep. Um, but I do think it's going to go to Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. But we're always, honestly, we're always surprised by it. They, it, it could even go to Ryan Gosling for Barbie because, you know, it's always about Ken. <laughs> oh, I have more of those. Don't worry. Oh, this is going to be a long show for me. I can just <laughs> feel it. Um. Any any thoughts on any of the best supporting actor nominations? Not surprised. Anyone who you think that is going to take it? I think it's RDJ. I think he had a pretty solid performance in Oppenheimer. Actually, I think he was like one of the more interesting parts. His uh, character arc was one of the more interesting parts of that movie. So, I think I think RDJ. No, I completely agree. Um, I mean, I would be shocked, but again, like the Academy likes to shock us 
in that sense. So who knows? Um, you could literally win every award leading up to the Oscars and then it goes to somebody else. Yeah. So we'll see. But my 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 digs are for Robert Downey Jr. My vote. Um, best supporting actress. Again, it wasn't. I mean, there was only one that kind of shocked me, but I was also glad that she got the nomination. I think you'll know who in a second. Have you seen any of the nominations, by the way, or no? I have, but okay, good because I know you didn't see Golden Globe because you don't care for Golden Globe or Emmys. I know, I know you, but Oscars is a different story with yeah, us. A whole different story with the Oscars. Um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America mm-hmm. Ferrera for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Niad, and Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. I I shouldn't say I was shocked by America Ferrera because I wasn't. I was shocked she wasn't nominated for other the other award shows because her big monologue in Barbie is what made me truly love like that sealed the deal for me for the film her monologue about what it's like being a woman how you can't be this or that or to this and that so um i'm i'm genuinely happy that she got the nomination for this and her first oscar nomination is that enough though well, not that I'm I, saying like, and I say take this, it. As I say this as someone who also loved that monologue, who isn't a woman. But are you talking I about, are you, are you questioning, does she deserve the nomination or does she deserve the Oscar? I'm saying, does she deserve an Oscar based off? Because to be honest, that's the only thing that truly takes her out of this world category that could be even considered Oscar worthy. The performance in general was not. That monologue itself and how she delivered it is. And so I don't know if that alone is enough to warrant an Oscar. And I completely agree with you. I'm not else. disagreeing. Okay, I think that's, that's what I was no, 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 no. I'm happy she at least got the nomination. Do I think she's gonna take it? No. I think it's gonna probably go to um Devine Joy Randolph from the holdovers or Daniel Brooks. But again you just never know with with this award show particularly. Yeah. So, um, but my whole point was, I'm happy that she did receive a nomination because of that. Right. Um, but no, we're on the same page. Okay. But we'll see in what couple weeks? No, month. Literally a month. It's in March, March 10th or March 11th. 10th. Um, and then I thought this was interesting. So first time Oscar nominees for acting, um, and it was just a list of them, Emily Blunt, Sandra Hewler, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright I was very shocked with. Lily Gladstone, Killian Murphy, another one I was shocked with. Daniel Brooks, America Ferreira, Sterling K. Brown, Coleman Domingo, and Devine Joy Randolph. Those were first time nominees. Um, Poor Things earned 11 Oscar nominations. Barbie got nominated for eight Oscars. These were just screenshots I took just because I thought they were interesting. Or um, mm-hmm. Saltburn did not get nominated for any Oscars, which I have to say I am happy about because it did just come out at the end of December. What movie? Saltburn. Gotcha. From Prime. Because I know we always have, like me and you always discuss, like there should be a cutoff for when films get nominated yeah, or anything. So I'm happy that the Academy did not nominate this film since it just came out on Prime. 
John Williams continues his record as the oldest ever Oscar nominee and most nominated person alive. Um, this one we don't really I have to go a cool through. I have a cool thing to talk about John Williams actually. Yeah. I had the pleasure of listening to the Seattle Symphony play some of his songs from movie soundtracks so I got to hear the Star Wars theme live, I got to hear the Indiana Jones wow. theme live. I got to hear ET live. So like that music, although it holds a special place in your heart from watching the movies and hearing it in movie theaters, to hear an orchestra play it live is absolutely incredible. Like there are so many layers to those songs that you may have heard, but you don't really know. And um, I had a fantastic time. So that's just to say, like this man knows what he's doing and is a is one of the greatest composers who ever lived. And so. To know he's continuing that streak is pretty cool. Anyway, side note, tangent. No, I I figured that's why I mentioned it, because I I know how much you love him. I know how much you love his work, and I thought that was really cool. The Iron Claw did also not get any Oscar nominations, which I'm not surprised with, because it also just came out out. to theater. So I I expect it maybe for 2025. That and Saltburn might get not, but who knows? Martin Scorsese is the most Oscar-nominated living director of all time. Another one of your yeah. boys, guys, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Oppenheimer has been nominated for 13 Oscars, making it one of the most nominated films ever. Mm. Actually, we just saw, um, my dad and I just saw a trailer for it. And I don't think he's ever seen the trailer for it before. He saw it and goes, oh, that looks good. I'm like, do you, do you want to watch it? He's like, yeah. It's okay, we can watch it a couple weeks when it comes out. But I just, I thought that was entertaining. Um, Christopher Nolan has earned his second Oscar nomination for directing. Same day as Barbie coming out. How, how coincidental. Greta Lee, Zac Efron, Margot Robbie, and Charles Melton did not receive any Oscar nominations. And away we go. <laughs> oh, and Margot Robbie and Greta Gorwick did not get Best Actress and Director Oscar, na- Oscar nominations for Barbie. Hmm. We will get to that. Killian Murphy is nominated for his first Oscar, which shook me. Nominations for Best Picture, but not Best Director or Best Actress. Um, Barbie, Maestro, Past Lives, Four Things. Oppenheimer, The Holdovers, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, we'll go with you first. Which do you think is going to take the Oscar? Killers of a Flower Moon. I was going to say between that and Oppenheimer. I really have a strong feeling for both of those. But I you never know. It could way too long and... I think it points at an interesting question, yet still glorifies someone who should have had more ethics about them. Um, I don't think it wove a very compelling tale. I still have not seen Killers of the Flower Moon, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. But um, I think when you compare those two movies, I think 
Oppenheimer, while good, I don't think is what the Academy is necessarily looking for. Um, and I think Killers of the Flower Moon tells a far more compelling story because Oppenheimer was fucking slow. So, you know, we'll see. And that's not to say, like, Hollywood needs, the Oscars needs fast-paced movies. I'm just saying I think it was really hard to watch and stay invested in because of how long it was. But it was very interesting. And I think, for me, I was kind of living for the moments in the trailers that I saw that were interesting. And, obviously, I heard rumors about Florence Pugh. And so I was... Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for a certain scene, but like you know, that was that's really the only reason you kind of stay in in a movie like that for those compelling bits that you know. So yeah, I don't know. Well, speaking of an all male nominated category, nominations for best directing are Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest, and Justin Triet for Anatomy of a Fall. Going for either Nolan or Scorsese on this one. Going Yoren for uh, Poor Things. You know, I knew you were going to do that. I, I no, knew. And, and, and as much as I want. Scorsese to win another one as much as I want Christopher Nolan to win one. I I've heard four things did well. I hear it's a great film. I think it's a great film from what I hear. I think it's 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 doing some very interesting things. I think it weaves an interesting tale, and I think that I think instead of going for the big loud thing, why like was it last year Coda won? Was that two years ago? Let me let me check. Coda. It, yeah. Is that what he directed? No, I'm just thinking about that film. Coda was it last year or two years ago? 2022. 2022. Two years so ago. It, well, what was oh. it for? 23. Okay. Wow, it was an Apple movie. Yeah. Oh, I do know these. Okay. Good for them. They won Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Very cool. What one for 2023? Oh, you know what? I should know this. What film? Yeah. Huh. How do you not know this? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm so, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I think gonna make a call here i think i think poor things seems like the best option given the fact that both oppenheimer and um killers of the flower moon are really big budget big movies i think yeah oscars right now has been very catered towards those small movies that spark something in you um whether it's just incredibly creative or uh, utilizing actors who have long been underserved, those in the deaf and um, hearing impaired community, and, and and showing that they have a story to tell, and so 
I think uh, I think that seems like what they'll do. Not just because I'm opposing you, but I all right. So you're gonna go for poor things. I'll I'm gonna go for Oppenheimer. Just because, um, I mean, I'm sure both both are great, but I know Nolan won the best directing at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. which again doesn't mean anything really going into the Oscars. I feel like that's its own thing, so we'll see. Um. Oscar nominations for Best Actress, Emma Stone for Poor Things, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Lily Gladstone for The Killers of the Flower Moon, Annette Bening for Niad, Niad, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall. I think Emma's got... Ah! It's a hard one between her and Lily Gladstone. Who's the actress for Anatomy of a Fall? Sandra Huller. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Sandra. Interesting. Does that mean I have to pick one? No. I, I, I would go between Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone. Um, best actor nominations are Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Pill Giamatti for The Holdovers, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I think Killian. I think it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go to Killian, but I think I think Paul Giamatti. Man, that that man's so talented. Um, I I think short Paul Giamatti is gonna give him a run for the money, and I would I would personally love to see Paul Giamatti win an Oscar. I think, I think that'd that be epic. Be, I think that would be really, really cool. But we'll yeah, see. I think I think in terms of performance, I think I think I think Killian hasn't beat. We'll see. Um, I'm just Ken. actually no, screw it, screw it. I'm going Paul. I'm gonna go for Paul. All right, that's fair. I'm you go for Paul. Paul. I feel like I feel like Killian's Murphy's uh act, acting was flat. I feel it was flat for the most of the film. And that's not his fault. I feel that's just the tone of the movie is flat. Um but I'm gonna go with Paul Giamatti. He's giving he's giving a Dead Poet Society kind of vibes with wow. the holdovers, and I think uh I think he has a far more compelling character. So we'll see. Um I'm just Ken was nominated for best original song so i'm pretty sure ryan gosling's gonna have to perform that at the oscars which i'm excited for if he does um nominations for best cinematography are oppenheimer killers of the flower moon maestro poor things and el conde i can go either either way on this killers i i was thinking that or poor things well, oh, Power Things has some interesting color concepts. Um, and then so major Oscar misses include, which I, I, I thought this was just interesting. Um, no Leonardo DiCaprio or, or Zach Efron in Best Actor, but I wouldn't toss them out um, for next year. No TMNT, Mutant Mayhem in Best Animated Film. <clears throat> no Greta Lee or Margot Robbie in Best Actress. No Charles Melton or William Willem Dafoe in Best Act, Best Supporting Actor. No Rachel McAdams in Best Supporting Actress because she was in um, Dear God, It's Me, Margaret. 
Across the Spider Verse. Was it? Did you see it? No, Jenna watched it, and I was watching it with her, and I really enjoyed it. And I should have watched it, but it looked really good. So I uh, saw Rachel McAdams' performances. She looked very, very good. She was um, hyped up a lot throughout other award shows. So I'm, I mean, it is what it is usually, which we've learned this year. Um, Across the Spider-Verse, not in Best Original Score. The Iron Claw, John Wick 4, and Priscilla got zero nominations. Priscilla, I think that that was, yeah, they already had Elvis. Like, that was a huge, huge marketing show. Um, I have no pity that they didn't get nominated. Wow. What do you mean, wow? I mean... It's Priscilla's story, yes. But we are, we've gotten like 40 versions of this already. That's an exaggeration. But the, the amount, I feel like the amount of marketing they did for Elvis. Well, that's not fair. I don't think that's entirely fair. Reason why is because you're dealing with the legendary Baz Luhrmann. Like when Baz Luhrmann makes a movie, you pay attention. So when Baz Luhrmann makes Elvis and you've got Tom Hanks in the fat suit, you're going to pay attention. And you have Austin think, Butler. And you got Austin Butler. I think Priscilla, the timing was probably bad. I think maybe you should have waited a little bit. And I think maybe the lack of interest in that movie can be attributed to having Elvis fatigue. But I think that movie probably should have garnered more attention in the sense of No, like, it should have. Absolutely. It, it's, it's an interesting to hear Priscilla's story I, 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 and to hear a retelling that is slightly different to the tellings that we have heard. Um, but yeah, I think I it would have been cool from her point today. of view if they had not gotten that nomination. But I think because my mind automatically goes to, okay, well, they did Elvis, they did that whole story, and then they came up with Priscilla especially right after they they started filming and I think right after Lisa Marie passed. So I think that also has something to do with mm-hmm. maybe like nobody was really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob Elordi, it's going to be like, a, I don't know. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him. Like I, so I didn't really, I, I, I still haven't seen Elvis, and I'm a, but I'm a fan of Austin Butler, but I don't really care for Jacob Elordi. I don't know. Do you do you have any thoughts on him? Seems fairly one dimensional to me, but I haven't seen his performance in Saltburn to know. Yeah, I started Saltburn and I couldn't like the format of the film. I don't know if that's how it's set up the entire time, but it just bothered me. Um, when you watch it, you'll see why. Within the first like two minutes, I just I couldn't deal with the cinematography of it but maybe that's mm. just the first couple minutes um and then what else did we have oh what was i made for from barbie also got nominated um but then so that's all i have on the oscars do you have any other thoughts regarding regarding those no no your little nose so cute um, I had other, I hold on, I'm going through. <laughs> so I thought this, I don't know. I just love Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's friendship. Like it's so cute. 
Um, ben Affleck, according to Post Cred Pod, Ben Affleck will direct the kidnapping thriller Animals at Netflix. Matt Damon will star in the film. I thought that was cute. Um, according to Daniel RPK, John David Washington is reportedly being considered for the role of King the Conqueror in the MCU. And the comments on here were fantastic. Is that a good or, an, or a bad, like, reaction? It's a bad it's, one. It's a... It's a bad one. It's a it's let's a bad keep one. John David Washington out of the MCU. It's a bad one. All right, what's your what's your first thought? Because I know I, I know I texted that to you. No, I saw it and I told I told Jen about it, and I was had a lot to say at the time, and I still kind of do. Um, okay, go for it. This is a podcast. Or I don't like it because I don't think the response is going to be good. And what I mean by that, I don't think you can say. Oh well, it's just a different black guy in a different universe, and he's still kind of the conqueror. Like I just, I, I don't think you can erase. I don't think you can move forward with his character in 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 the way you've you've been doing it, and I don't think you can make the suggestion that you know Jonathan Majors' version was just this one iteration of Kang and now Jonathan David Washington who looks nothing like him stepping in and is playing this other same version of Kang but just looks differently. Like I was like I don't think I don't think you can make the argument. I think people will try to. Same thing with like Sylvie and Loki. It was like, well it's still all Loki, so it doesn't really make sense. I just don't think it's the right thing to do. I also think that You've had to restructure your movies because you placed Kang at the center of all of them as a big bad. And given Jonathan Majors and what you got up to, I think now you've had to rethink about it. I think we're all, we've all become okay with the idea that Kang no longer plays a huge role in whatever you're going to go on to do. To, so to now revisit it with a, with a new casting, I don't think is right. And I don't think I don't think Jonathan Majors has the kind of gravitas that sorry John David Washington has the kind of gravitas that Jonathan Majors did at the moment Jonathan Majors was in that role and what I mean by that is Jonathan Majors was the hottest thing in Hollywood at the time Correct. and you had that going for him. He was also a sex symbol at the time. You had the fact that, um, uh, you he know, was a he had commodity. gone, he was he had going gone to clown school to and he had all this training in theater background. And like he had all the intentions to carry a very complex character. I think John David Washington is a fantastic actor. I just don't think he has the kind of training and experience that Jonathan Majors has. But ultimately, when I really think about it, I just don't like the look of saying we're going to replace this black guy with another black guy. And that that's just how I personally feel. So. And that's what I feel like they're trying to kind of get into with this. And I just think it's wrong and I don't think it's a good way to look at it. I think we have to really be careful about how we move on 
with this character and I think it's best to just end it. I think in the same in the, I don't know. From my understanding, they've taken off the title of the King Dynasty for the fifth Avengers film, and now right now it's Avengers 5. But that's the last thing I heard about a couple months ago. Right, and so did I, but I think that was all in the attempt to, like, we're just going to completely re- erase Kang as an option because all people remember from Kang is they only know Jonathan Majors. And I was like, I'm okay with that. I'm like, if that's the direction we're going, I'm okay with that. Because we need to make a stand and we need to say something, right? I'm okay with that. That makes sense to me. So then for us to now backtrack and say, well, we'll keep Kang. We'll just recast him with another prominent black actor in Hollywood in John David Washington, I don't think is the right move. Well, what really offset me... was how much they hyped up this big bad in Kang. And from the beginning, Phase 4 didn't really have a purpose. I mean, it, it does, but it, it didn't do anything for me. And I don't know about you. I don't think it did much for you either. Um, and that's something that a lot of fans have stated. Phase 5, we're still in, we're in Phase 5 now. I don't even know where we're at. I think we're entering phase five right now. Phase yeah, I think we're entering phase, I think, phase five. I think the Marvels was the start of phase five. Um, I don't know. Um, forgot where my thought process was going. Oh, yeah. So they, they hyped up this big bad in Kang saying he, like, you're supposed to be scared of him. Like, you're, you're not, you're not going to know, like, is he going to kill this character? Is he not? Um, and they have to up since season one of Loki. And he who remains, like, there's a bigger, my, my, um, I don't even remember what they're all called. My variants are worse than me. We've had to lock one up. They, they, they hyped him up so much that, but then an Ant-Man, he gets killed by ants. Um, that, that first, that one didn't sit right with me. Cause I'm like, okay, we're supposed to have this big bad king, the conqueror. Like, I thought so many things were going to happen and they didn't. And then going into these variants, like, they hyped up, like, all the variants. We only see one of them in season two of Loki, which wasn't even, like, a great variant for him. Um, I expected something more. And they're still, and, and they kept saying, like, no, like, the greater evil's out there. And I just expected more from them to really build up this character like you're telling us about him show us what he can do show me like make uh, make me scared for my characters like i was during infinity war during endgame during civil like during all these films when i was terrified that they were going to get killed off by thanos um i personally want to feel that same terrified feeling i felt during the during phase two and phase three yeah you know what I mean? Like, would I? Lo- I don't want any of my favorite characters killed off, obviously. But I just remember that pit feeling where I'm like, oh my god! Like, are we gonna get them back? Are are we gonna? How are we gonna like go move on with? Like, how are we gonna go on? So I feel like the only, I feel like they should have just gone with Galactus for season five. Like, I don't see a point in King. Like, we've done like one offs. We have like early phase one, phase two was all one off villains. I kind of missed that, and and I missed the lead up. So I feel like now they're just 
with Kang, they just went straight in. They're like, okay, we're just gonna like go right into his his villain story, which I don't think worked for them. They've always been about the reason they became the MCU was because of how they built up all the first three phases, was how they built up Thanos, was how they built up all these characters. And now I feel like they're very comfortable with it. And they're like, okay, well, we can't build up these stories like we used to, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I do agree with you on that sense that it, it they shouldn't recast. And that they should kind of just let that character die down. Let and it die down. Re- and, 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 and that's what a lot of people have been saying. Uh, the, the comments have been mixed with, yes, like recast him to John, to John David Washington. And then others have said it, it's literally been either um, Dr. Doom, just bring him in, and Galactus. Like that's been the consensus I've seen all over my Twitter feed is just bring in those villains. Like Galactus will scare the shit out of us. Yeah. And I agree. I want that. I want that level threat that we had with Thanos, where Galactus can literally like eat planets and not think twice about it. But you know, that's just my two cents on that. But I agree with you. I, um, I, I agree with the recasting. I think we're just gonna have to see what they do. But our first film this year will be Wolverine and Deadpool. Which mm-hmm. are you excited for that? I think we get our first trailer next maybe. week in the Super Bowl. Like, I think maybe. we get a snippet. I was like, I mean, I'd lo- I think it's going to be fun, but am I in love with it? No. I kind of want to see us really have an MCU Wolverine. I've been waiting for that for a long, long time. And, Which I think and we'll get after this, X-Men. really. So I think that's that's the goal. Like, you finally kill Hugh Jackman off, and you're like, this is over. <laughs> I'm just excited to see them interact. Like that's all I want. I just want to see them like go at each other and you know. And like... that's what I'm saying. It was gonna be great. And then you 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 have the R rating there to let Wolverine be Wolverine and kind of get to test the waters whether uh, fans are into that. But I think truly it's an opportunity to truly end the career of Wolverine in a way that makes sense. A way that is introduced to the masses to gather hype for an eventual X-Men movie. You kill off the OG and you pay respects to the original comic book material. And I think it's, it's a great way to do it. I think it's a great way to do it in this one-off situation. But I think it is a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And the end being that we reboot with an X-Men that is new characters that are MCU based that are are part of the MCU cloth and you get to see how a team of individuals works for the masses in the Fantastic Four and get to judge how the Fantastic Four series goes to then start making comments and and, uh, ideas for the X-Men and how that's going to operate. Speaking of, we were supposed to get an announcement for that cast the F4 cast mm-hmm. when the strike ended and hello, the strike ended. Yeah. So unless they're waiting for Hall H or if they're waiting die for, I don't know what, but um. anyways, 
Speaking of, um, so Elizabeth Olsen, according to Deadline, has been cast in Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 3. I don't know how accurate this is. I just thought, I know that they're starting to film at the end of this year, but if she is in it, I'm very excited. Any thoughts? I have no thoughts on that. I think she'd crush it. I think she'd be great. Um, Love her as an actress regardless. Yeah. Um, thought you'd be happy on this one. I don't know. So according to Deadline, I don't know if I sent you this. Millie, uh, so do you remember how we had two final Supergirls? Yes. May, um, so it officially went to Millie Alcock. She's been cast as Supergirl in the DCU, which I'm really excited for because I loved her in House of the Dragon. Okay. That wasn't the excitement I was looking for. No, it's not. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I'm concerned. On? How she's going to balance House of the Dragon and Supergirl. She's not in the season of House of the Dragon. You don't know they said that. They could do flashbacks. They said they're not doing flashbacks. There's always a flashback. To my but, understanding. But I think they also wrapped filming. Right. I think they wrapped filming. But like. That's not well, even if that is that true. Production. I don't think that they start. Are they starting production on Superman? Well, she's going to make an appearance in Superman Legacy. But James Gunn announced today that production starts soon. Um. But we'll see. Maybe she'll show up in season three. From my understanding, her and the young Allison are not in season two. Which is a shame because they're both great actresses. And they killed the roles. Do you do you disagree? On what? No, oh, you just made a face when I said that. No, I'm just trying to just thinking about her as Supergirl. Yeah, it's and and I guess there was a lot of like lash lashing about um or there was like feedback on bringing Sasha Cali back to the role, which I understood, but everyone is saying that if he's going to like do a hard reboot, like he has to do a hard reboot. Even though he's keeping like certain characters, but what do we know? What do we know? Um, and then the final piece I found this week is, according to Discussing Film and Source of Deadline, Dylan O'Brien and Corey Michael Smith will star as Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase in SNL 1975. The film follows the real-life behind-the-scenes accounts of the opening night of Saturday Night Live. Lauren Michaels, you've done it again. Is that good or bad? Another way to make fucking money. Um, I don't know if I love it. I don't see what the point is for it, but you know, I think. I mean, I'd rather a documentary at that point. That's fair. I mean, at least it's an original, technically. Yeah, that's, true. that's what we complain about. That is true. Um, any final thoughts on anything we've discussed tonight? Are you serious? <laughs> on what? I I thought you had a rant incoming. Oh, oh! We have to end the whole episode without having your time to shine. Oh, oh! 
Are you allowing me my my time? Girl, you had time. I thought you were about to explode 20 minutes ago. I thought I was being nice. I didn't know how. I was feeling it out. Okay, so you want my thoughts? I think it's... mm, I think it's fucking ridiculous that Margot Robbie, the actual Barbie, the self-proclaimed, self-named title of the film, was not nominated for Best Actress. I think that's asinine. Literally for Ken... No, no offense to Ryan Gosling, but like for Ken, for Ken to get nominated over Margot Robbie, that's asinine. Like, good for him. Whatever. But the movie is literally about women empowerment. The movie is literally about feminism. The movie is about Barbie. And for Ken to get nominated literally proves my point, and that men literally just overlook women for for Greta Gerwig not to get a best director nomination is literally shitting on the film it crossed over a billion dollars it made more and this is this is just me like very like I had an, a whole anger issue last week it's not anger issue I had a whole outburst last week about this whatever you want to call it Greta Gerwig created a movie worth over a billion dollars People were showing up to the film dressed in pink, dressed in Barbie. Oppenheimer, what did they do? Nothing. They literally exploded a fucking oh, whoa, 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 bomb. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, they, I know. They did Listen, Oppenheimer. They Come did. on, let's be they fair. You know, let's be fair. But did let's you see anyone? Did you see anyone showing up to the theater dressed for Oppenheimer? Dressed yes, in, people dressed did. in anything? Are you yes, sure? They, yes, they did. Anyways. I I think it's asinine. I think it's literally showing the like it's, but mm, I can't say that. But you know, can I play devil's advocate? Yes, but the end of my rant, I've come to realize. Actually, no. I want to hear your devil's advocate before I before I state my realization. Do I think she gave? Do I think she gave a good, like an amazing, amazing performance? I think she embodied Barbie. I think she did amazing. I think her talks with I forget what the older woman's name is, but I think like her progression throughout the film. Do I think it was Oscar Oscar winning? No. But okay. I, I understand that's where you were going with it. It's kind of like the same. It's the exact same thing as American Ferrer. She received the nomination. If she had at least received the nomination, I think that would have been fine. But the fact that she's being overlooked. I don't know if it's overlooked. My perception is when you really look at it critically, the Barbie movie is a pretty pretty flat movie, but that's on purpose. Exactly. Everything in that movie is meant to hold like a mirror to our society and make you ask questions of yourself, which is very intelligent. And that was the whole point. But it was as a movie as a whole, in terms of the structure of the movie, in terms of the characters, it's all very flat. These are not three-dimensional people no. with really big things going on. And so in terms of Margot Robbie's performance as Barbie, her performance as Barbie is flat, but it's supposed to be. 
because she's discovering who she is towards the end of the film to then finally say, you know, I want to be a real person and I'm going to go see my gyno. So like when, when we think about in terms of Oscar winning performance, I don't think she's committing the same level of performance as let's say Emma Stone is. I think vast differences in terms of performance. I, if you were to tell me it was between Emma Stone and Margot Robbie, I would still go Emma Stone because I know I would that go in terms Stone. of performance, Emma Stone is giving you a bigger performance. But I do think to your point is, should she be nominated? Yes. I think if you're going to nominate Ryan Gosling, she should have been in the conversation. But I do think there is no Ken without really, Barbie for really being critical of it. I don't I don't personally don't think it's a huge snub. I just think it's it's at the fault of what the movie was trying to do. And at the end of the day, the message trumps whether, you know, an actor had a great performance or not. Whatever the movie's trying to say, what it was trying to tell us about ourselves, about society, about these kinds of people or these characters or about this particular situation, that's the goal of every movie is to tell that story. And so the device, the the with which that message was given to us, I think is the reason why you don't see them there. But I think Greta deserves a lot of credit to condensing how women understand themselves through experiences through something like a Barbie doll and how that came to be. And through Barbie having various different professions is where this confidence and this desire to be more than just a wife, a mother, uh, just, just any woman came from like the, 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 the surge of feminism. And so like, I think a lot is there to unpack and the whole point of that movie was to unpack it later on. But I do think in terms of like, if we're comparing performances it's not up there. If we're per, if we're if we're comparing directing from, you know, Kills of the Flower Moon to <laughs> to Barbie, it's not right. there. However, Barbie does some very interesting things: the use of stop motion, the use of of, of practical effects, the use of of those things is should be celebrated like she's using techniques that were of that time when barbie was created to tell the story about barbie and i think that's important and see i agree with your side as well i think just in the moment when you're when you're expecting oh this is definitely going to go for credit gerwig or this is regardless if this is a oscar-winning performance from margot robbie Right. You should at least get nominated. So I do see your point. I, I do. If anything, it highlights America Ferreira's monologue. And that's because what I was happy what, about. Because what it does, it shows that, yes, what she said was true. That Greta Gerwig has to work twice as hard to even be in the same room or on the same ballot box as her male counterparts. And I think that is going to be the story that people run with rather than oh she got she got snubbed you know and so i think that's going to be an interesting dynamic of like why are there no women on this ballot for best directing why are there no women on this ballot for you know this so i think that's going to be right. interesting 
question moving forward. Well, I'm interested to see what happens on March 10th or 11th. I can't remember which day it is. Um, but any final thoughts on anything we discussed tonight? Yes, I have a final thought. It's not about something we discussed tonight, but it's something that I I wanted to bring up. Um, oh gosh! In in review of our last episode, I misgendered Be- Bella Ramsey, and I want to apologize if anyone uh, mm. was hurt by that. Again, it was not intentional. I know that Bella is they them, and I misgendered them, and so. I want to apologize and just make sure that's said. We work really hard in this podcast to ensure that we're using the right pronouns and mm-hmm. we've even we've even cut bits of episodes out when that's happened. So like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure people behind the scenes may not know that, but like I just want to say I apologize to anyone from the trans community or from the um LGBT community that felt uh slighted by what I said. So Again, uh, and all respect to Bella Ramsey, I think they are a fantastic actress, actor, actor. So, um, yes. I don't have anything to add on to that. Okay, well, that sounds like a great place to end. That was another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole, and we will see you next time.